Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 15th of December, 2023. Flyers Daily presented by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live. Well, a couple of things right off the hop. How about the fact that the Flyers have gone to the shootout three times this season and all three times they've come away with a win. And the goaltender who has come away with the three wins in the shootout is Sam Erson, who in his last four starts has played extra time in all of them. Go back to the game against the Islanders, the one nothing shootout win. That was Sam Erson. Go back to the game against Pittsburgh, the first of the home and home in Pittsburgh. Flyers got a shootout win. Then the game against Nashville was overtime, a shootout or an overtime loss. And then the game last night, a shootout win over the Washington Capitals, 4-3. to three. And Sam Erson will be our guest in just a second as I caught up with him after the game. And I asked him a really dumb question. Like, do you have shootouts at home? I mean, could I be any dumber? Because he comes from the same country as Henrik Lundqvist, who was one of the great shootout goalies of all time. So, yeah, of course they have shootouts back there. And... He's very good at it. But let's get to the particulars. 32 shots to 30. Flyers end up out shooting the Capitals in the game. Boy, talk about a low event first period. The Flyers had three shots in the first period. I think Washington only had five. It was a really clogged up first period. And you could see the Flyers were lacking energy, lacking execution. They look like a team that had just come back from a road trip for eight days out of the time zone. And... It's a really tough spot. I've talked about this in, it's not just in the NHL, in the NBA, it plays as well. When you're out of your time zone for more than five days and you return home and you only have one day between games, it's a really difficult place to come back into. Even though you're back home, everybody thinks, oh, you're back home. You should get a win. It's easy. No, that's not the case because you get back home, you got to get readjusted. The dad's trip was still going on in some ways. So there was a lot of elements to it. And you could see the Flyers did not have energy early. That's what makes this win impressive. It's not that it was an impressive hockey performance. It was an impressive performance given the circumstances of just getting back home off that road trip. Flyers actually opened the scoring 214 into the second. Bobby Brink picked up his fifth goal of the year, just going to the net hard and is able to get a stick on a, a puck. I think a puck was airborne. He's able to beat Lindgren, puts the Flyers up one nothing. Mark Stahl and Morgan Frost pick up the assist. Good play here, uh, first from Frost to Stahl. And then Stahl, it's not a howitzer of a shot. It's just a shot that doesn't have a ton on it, but he finds a way to get it through with a ton of traffic and then brings one of those players that's just going to always go to that area. He does here, picks up the goal, puts the Flyers up one nothing. But just 46 seconds later, the Caps answer really quickly when Connor McMichael picks up the goal. Uh, he's all alone in front, a little bit of redundant coverage in areas that didn't matter, leaving Connor McMichael all alone in front. He's able to wrap it around Sam Harrison. That gets the game tied. And then uh, on the power play, Tom Wilson uh, picks up the power play goal, his 10th. And this is a kind of a bizarre play because we see something that we've seen. If you've seen it once, you've seen it a thousand times. The Alexander Ovechkin one-timer on the power play from the left side of the ice. He gets the one-timer, and he just absolutely bombs a clapper. 
and it goes off the mask of Sam Harrison, and it actually undo, undoes one of his straps for his mask. And now his mask is loose on his face. And I will tell you, there's no, there's a very unsettling feeling as a goaltender standing in there trying to stop shots that when your mask is loose, it could literally come off at any time. So it's really unsettling when it's not being pulled or, you know, pressed against your face. And Erickson's trying to get the attention of the ref that the, the strap is hanging. You can see the strap hanging. And eventually a puck gets over to Tom Wilson. He puts it in the net. And you see right after the goal, Erickson pulls off his mask and because he's got to reset it as well. Usually the referee will see that and blow the play dead. Uh, what Sam Erickson needs to do there is shake the mask off his face. I know that's not your instinct to do because you're still standing in the crease. You don't want to shake off your mask and then have a puck come and hit you in the bare face or in the head. But that's what you need to do. You need to shake the mask off your face. They'll blow the play dead immediately. Uh, but anyway, the goal counts. It's 2-1 uh, now for the Washington Capitals. Power play goal for Wilson is 10th of the season. We head to the third period. Flyers trailing by goal. They score the first goal, but now they're trailing heading into the third. But a really good play behind the net from Ryan Paling, Cam Atkinson, and Joel Farabee. Now, in this third period, I really thought Farabee had a lot of jump in his legs. I remember saying up in the press, but we were talking at the time, Charlie O'Connor, Bill Meltzer, and I, about trying to get Joel Farabee more ice time, not just in this game, but overall, get him out there more, maybe get him onto the power play a little bit to get him more ice time. And we were talking just about how much jump he looked like he had in this third period. And as we're saying it, he he pulls this wraparound goal and is able to get a pass linger, and that gets the game tied at two. But then at 9.05 of the third, Flyers go down again when Dylan Strome, just a really bizarre play as Protus takes a shot from the blue line and his stick explodes, just explodes. The puck, everybody's playing the puck to go to the net because he's taking a shot. But when the stick breaks, it just goes to the side of the net and there's Dylan Strome to plop it in to the net. And you go, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. What awful timing for hockey to strike again. But that's exactly what it is. Nothing Harrison can do on that one. It puts the caps up three to two. But it's 17-01, really big goal here for uh, Owen Tippett, who's been fighting it a little bit of late. Didn't think he had his best game prior to this. Thought he was fighting the puck a little bit. He only had one shot on goal and one shot attempt prior to this goal. But Morgan Frost makes a really nice play to Owen Tippett. He gets the goal, his 10th of the season, and that ties the game. Just a great play. Morgan Frost, multi-point performance, two nice assists in the game. Owen Tippett, Joel Farabee is 11th. And the Flyers get it to overtime. Overtime was pretty pretty intense, as it usually is. Teams trying not to get caught out there with tired legs. But we go through the overtime, nobody scores. So we head to the shootout. Sean Couturier gets the first shot for the Flyers in the shootout and just goes in, doesn't pull his move where he kind of shows his back to the goalie, comes in on the same angle. Maybe Lindgren thought he was going to do it. Not sure how detailed Lindgren likes a pre-scout on shootouts. But Couturier goes in and doesn't put his back to the goalie, and then just picks a spot and beats him high blocker. I guess actually for him, it's high glove because he's an opposite-hand goaltender. Uh, then TGA Oshie, one of the greatest shootout uh, attempters in the history of the game. Probably him and Pavel Datsuk and Barkoff are probably the best three I've ever seen. And Oshie right up there, and he goes in and he undresses Sam Harrison. He gets him to bite on the shoulder move to his blocker side and then just wraps the puck around him and boom, into the net. 1-1 in the shootout. Tyson Forster then goes uh, for uh, in on Charlie Lindgren. And Lindgren goes old school and busts out a nice poke check and makes the save. 
on Tyson Forster. So we're tied at one. Dylan Strome then goes in on Sam Harrison. He makes the save. Then Bobby Brink goes in on Charlie Lindgren, and Lindgren goes for the poke check again two times in a row. That was a mistake. And Brink sees it coming, pulls the puck around him, and then just calmly, a la Mike Richards, game five against the Montreal Canadiens, nicely deposits the puck into the back of the net. Then it's Anthony Mantha uh, to try and keep the shootout going. He ends up shooting the puck wide on the backhand and counts as a save for Sam Harrison. And the Flyers skate off with a 4-3 win. Absolutely stunning. And think about the Flyers have won three games in the shootout this season. I think they've won another two in overtime. So that's five points, extra points. You get a point for getting it to overtime and the shootout. But then to win those games, that's five extra standings points. And that five points is big because you did it twice against Pittsburgh. So those are division games. You've now done it against Washington where you grab that extra point. You did it against the Islanders. So you grab an extra point there. And, you know, these are all divisional matchups that they've done it in. And those five extra points, if the Flyers are five less points in the standings than they have now, they go down to 30. And they're sitting in the, then they're sitting in the sixth spot in the division. Really, seventh spot. Because if they didn't do that against the Penguins, the Penguins will be above them in points. They didn't do that against Washington. Washington's well above them in points. But Flyers right now tied for the second spot in the Metropolitan Division through 29 games. They've got 35 points. They're two up on the Canes, who have also played 29 games. But they have 33 points tied in points with the Islanders and only four points back of the New York Rangers, who have 39. Flyers 6-2-2 two and two in their last 10. And we'll see Detroit coming up on Saturday. Detroit 15-10-4, 34 points through 29 games. Uh, so pacing very similarly to the Flyers are plus 11 or plus, excuse me, 13 in goal differential and are five, four and one in their last 10. So there'll be Flyers Detroit Saturday, but after the game had a chance to catch up with Flyers goaltender, Sam Arison about the shootout, about the win and about this team. Here's my conversation with the Flyers goaltender. Joining us Flyers post game is Flyers goaltender, Sam Arison. Were you always good at shootouts growing up? Did you have them back home? Yeah, we definitely did. I mean, it's something uh, I think we, we do a lot, especially like I like to stay out a little bit after practice as well. And just do, it, it usually ends up being a shootout in the end. So it's, uh, it's really fun. It's actually one thing that was fun about this is like uh, when Bobby, when he usually do shootout on me, I always try to like fly poke check him, especially he comes in, he does the exact same thing. Yeah. He must have like <laughs> he learned the goalie twitch when yeah. he sees the goalie twitch like that. So. so when you get up on the paddle a little bit to shoot to the knob. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, you know the thing about you in the shootout too is you take a lot of ice and you you like to take a lot of ice and flow back with the player. And I think that that throws some players off going against you too because it makes you look bigger. Yeah, I think so. I try to wait a little bit, uh, hold my ground uh, before I step out. I like to give them uh, time to. Kind of like see what kind of speed they pick up and everything, so I know how much like to match my speed as well. But I mean, it's uh, something. Uh, obviously, it's been going good this year, so feeling confident in them too. On payday, do you get uh, bonus pay because you're the king of extra hockey? Four games in a row: the one nothing win, the Pittsburgh shootout win. Then you look at uh, the game against Nashville, and then this one, all extra session. The margin for error is so slim, but as a goalie, you thrive on that. 
I mean, uh, I've, I've said it before. It's uh, you have to enjoy those moments. It's uh, it's more opportunity for me to step up big, and especially after last game in Nashville, it was uh, ended with a puck that I wanted to have back. So it was nice to get the W here. Um, when did you know you were playing? Uh, early enough. <laughs> early enough to be able to go through your regular ritual. Yeah, exactly. It was it's uh, stuff that happens. I try to be ready every every game. You never know what's going to happen, so I'm, I, I try to stay ready. Last thing, points in seven straight games for you guys. I imagine confidence is something that's not short in supply in your locker room right now. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a big belief in our lock, lo- locker room, and uh, uh, we. I think we're also we got a ship on our shoulder and looking to prove uh, all the people who doubted us uh, before the year, during the year, and now uh, wrong. Sam, thanks for doing this. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much. Thanks to Sam Erson for taking the time after the game to uh, sit down with us, talk about the shootout. And I thought it was interesting that. You know, he said that when he stays out on the ice at the end of practices and works on shootouts, he always throws the poke check on Bobby Brink. He said, so maybe Brink has that uh, knows the, the goaltender trigger of when he's going to throw the poke check. And you can kind of read that when a goalie's going to do it, because when a goalie goes to throw the poke check, the first thing he'll do is start to pull his arm back in a little bit, his elbow in and his arm in. And he'll kind of load up his hand a little bit if you can see it. You can just see the way he's gripping the stick on the paddle so he can shoot it. So you want that elbow in so when you shoot the poke check, you can throw the arm out and grab the butt end. That's how you do the poke check. Boom! And you snap it out and you grab the the, the top of the shaft of the stick. But oh, the goaltender, every watch it. Every time a goaltender is going to throw a poke, he pulls the arm in. Boom! Then you shoot it. Brink read it beautifully, knew it was coming, and boom, he's able to get the goal. And it's a huge one for the Philadelphia Flyers as they skate off with this 4-3 win against the Washington Capitals. And, you know, watching the game again, there's just, there's not a lot out there for the Flyers in this one. They didn't have a lot of mojo. I remember talking to Cam Atkinson after the first period uh, on the radio and saying, you know, like, what do you guys got to do to almost like get the smelling salts onto your game? And he's, you know, it's, and he, Broke it down real simply. Like somebody's got to make a play. Somebody's got to make something happen. Somebody's got to do something that's going to spark us. And even the Brink goal that opened the scoring to make it one nothing, that didn't seem to do it either. It was a low event game, and Washington will clog you up in the neutral zone as they did. Uh, but the Flyers stuck with it. And these are those games that in the past three years, they would not have won. These are the games that. You go, okay, you're going to win this kind of game? That's That shows me something. That's a little different. And I remember back in the 1920 season when the Flyers came back from their West Coast trip, the Disney on Ice trip, around the holidays. They came back from that trip, and it was just brutal. They come back, and the next day, they didn't even have a day off after the last game of that trip. I think they worked themselves back east a little bit. Maybe they came from St. Louis or somewhere like that. But they came back, and that next night they faced Washington. And you go, this is just a brutal spot for this team. Long road trip, western Canada, out across the country, the whole thing. Gone for like nine days. This is an impossible game to win. And they came back, and they won that game at the the end of that trip and came back to Philly and won that first home game. Team never lost back-to-back games again until the second round of the playoffs when that happened. That was the underlying element of a team that just 
as John Tortorella says, goes about it. Just goes about their business. Doesn't worry about all the things they can't control, like the schedule, the opponent, the refereeing, you know, calls in game, all that. You can't worry about any of that stuff because you can't do anything about it. They just go out and they go, okay, this is the way we're going to play no matter what the situation, whether we give up the first goal, whether we give up the first two goals, whether we score the first goal, the next team scores the next two, whatever the game offers, we're going to keep going about it. And that's what the team has done. And that is the biggest difference. A lot of times, you know, there's a reason why the team that scores first wins a lot of times, because the team that gets scored on first, A, they can go down to nothing because the team that scored first can make it to nothing. But the other thing is, is the team that goes down will play differently. As, as a hockey team in, in sports, you got to have amnesia and you got to pretend as if that, did, that goal didn't happen. Like in basketball, I think some basketball teams are really good at it. They go down. You know, a team goes on a 12-0 run, and they're down 14 points in the second quarter, but they come back because they can't – they just go, okay, we're going to get our run. Our time is going to come in this game, and we'll get our 14-2 run, and that will mitigate what you just did. That's the same thing. But in hockey, it doesn't seem to happen that often, except for the good teams. And are the Flyers a good team? I mean, tomorrow, in tomorrow's episode, we'll look at the underlying numbers about this team. Because I, I look back at 1920 and I go, was that a good team or was that a mirage? And when I've gone back and looked at looked at those numbers specifically, you go, no, they were a good team. It wasn't just smoke and mirrors that they pulled their way to that record they did and went to the playoffs and got to a second round. You know, they were a legit good team. Is this team a legit good team? based on the underlying numbers, the eye test, the analytics, everything. We'll look at all of it. We'll do that tomorrow's episode. Um, was As the Flyers get set to face the Detroit Red Wings, another team they'll see for the first time. And then they're going to head out uh, a little a one-game road trip. They'll head to New Jersey on Tuesday, which isn't much of a trip. It's basically a car ride to the New Jersey Turnpike. And then they'll wrap up their home schedule for the year, coming up uh, a week from yesterday on the 21st against the Nashville Predators. Then they'll have uh, one more game after that uh, before the holiday against Detroit in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. And then uh, after the Christmas holiday, uh, they'll head to Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, wrap up the year. And then they'll visit Edmonton on Tuesday, January 2nd. They'll have their first home game of 2024 uh, coming up against Columbus on January 4th. So another shootout win for the Flyers. Enjoy this on your Friday. We'll preview Flyers Detroit Red Wings coming up tomorrow. Everybody, enjoy your Friday. Kick off your weekend in style. We'll see you tomorrow at Wells Fargo Center when the Flyers take on Detroit and right here on a brand new Flyers Daily.